0: Good morning everybody. Happy Easter. This is this is a different Easter for the books, but it's an awesome Easter. I I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed with the weather, I'm not going to lie. Usually by April in Easter, we, you know, I think last year or maybe the year before my husband was already riding his motorbike. And uh, last night I looked out over my backyard and there is more snow than I think I've ever seen in my backyard and I tried to go for a walk I think it was Good Friday maybe I tried to go for a walk I made it about five minutes and I was maneuvering so much snow my shoes were so wet that I just came home so I hope that it melts soon but besides that I love Easter happy Easter Um, you know there's something special about Easter The the atmosphere always feels electric and at least to me, it feels electric. And maybe it's because of everything that it means, and, and just the power of resurrection, that it's the very foundation of everything that we believe. And so I want to talk this morning about it, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different turn. We're going to talk about Mary this morning. And not Mary, Jesus' mother, but Mary of Bethany, and I, I wrote a message already and uh, then God changed it. And so this is what I'm gonna talk about this morning. It's a little bit different, but the first time that we see Mary of Bethany, Jesus has come to her house and Martha's busy in the kitchen making food for Jesus. Lazarus is there, I imagine. But Mary isn't in the kitchen making food for Jesus. She's sitting at his feet. And she's just enamored with who Jesus is, like she can't get enough. There's something different about this man. And she's just drawing on him like she's never met anything like this man before. And so she's sitting there and Martha, her sister, comes out, like sisters do, and and says, to Jesus, I'm slaving away in the kitchen. Aren't you going to tell Mary to come and help me? And Jesus says, Martha, you're worried about so many things. But Mary has chosen the one thing and I won't take that from her. And it paints this picture of Mary being so awestruck with Jesus that nothing else mattered. The next time you see Mary it says she was sending word to Jesus. I picture her writing a letter to Jesus, telling her of, telling him of her brother who is dying, Lazarus. And she's sending word to Jesus and asking him to come because Lazarus is gonna die if you don't come. And Jesus comes, but it's too late. Lazarus has died. And Jesus shows up and Mary's upset and she doesn't come to him. She's grieving the loss of her brother. But then Jesus calls her, calls for her to come. And in an instant, Mary gets up and she runs to him and falls at his feet. And, you know, the Bible says that Jesus weeps, he, he begins to cry with her. But it doesn't stop there. Jesus then calls for Lazarus to come forth and Lazarus comes out of the grave after being there three days. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Again, there's something so different about this man. This man has so much love But this man also has so much compassion, but there's so much power in this man. And the next time that we see Mary, Jesus is at another man's house having supper, and Mary barges in, and she gets at Jesus' feet, and she takes out this bottle of perfume, and she begins to pour it on his feet. And the Bible says that this this perfume was worth a year's wages. And she begins to pour it out on him, washing his feet with it, washing his feet with her hair, pouring everything that she had out on him. And the people around, they begin to mock. They begin to question. There's poor people that could use that money. What is she doing wasting this on Jesus? Who does she think she is? What is she even doing? And Jesus says this, and I want to read this this morning. He says in Luke 10, the Lord answered, excuse me, no, no, no. Um, In Mark 14, verse six, Jesus said to them, leave her alone. Why are you so critical of this woman? She has honored me with this beautiful act of kindness. For you will always have the poor whom you can help whenever you want, but you will not always have me. When she poured the fragrant oil over me, she was preparing my body in advance for my burial. She has done all that she could to honor me. I promise you that as this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will be mentioned in memory of her. And the verse that stuck out, or the words that stuck out is, she has done all that she could to honor me. So why talk about Mary at Easter? is so magnificent in every moment from the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is pouring his heart out to the Father saying, if there's any other way, if there's any other way, Jesus, if if you could remove this cup from me, if there's any other way. But there wasn't any other way. And so Jesus said, your will be done and got up and faced the cross. And then then we go to the the cross itself and everything that that meant as he as he was pierced and as he was beaten and as blood poured out. The blood that would cover our sins. That we would never have to pay another price. Like charity said that it covered our sin and it covered our shame and it covered our guilt. All of it finished in a moment and then with the words he said it is finished. It's done. And then he breathed his last breath. It's amazing. And then the next day, where they thought that all hope was lost, but like the song we just sang, Waymaker, even though I can't see him, he's working. (laughs) That even on Saturday, he was working. We thought that all hope was lost. We thought that it was over. We thought that everything had been done. That he lost, but he was still working. As he defeated hell. And then on Sunday, when he rose from the dead. How powerful, even what that meant. And then to know that the very spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us. And that our God's not dead, but he's alive, living in us. So why talk about Mary at Easter? Because at the very heart, at the very center, at the very foundation, of Easter, of the death, of the burial, of the resurrection, was the love. Was the love of Jesus. It was the very beginning. It was the reason why. In first, in first John 4, 10, it says this. This is the love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing, sacrificial offering to take away our sins. He loved us long before we ever loved him. This is the love. It's the love that compels us. It's the love that we feel right now. It's the love that excites us at Easter time. It's the reason, it's the heart behind it. It's, it was the love. And so on Good Friday, I had already prepared my message and I went down into my prayer room to begin to pray and, and I was just thanking him for, for everything he gave. And he's so incredible because as I'm doing that, He's just loving me and he just keeps loving me. And it's like this, like Charity said, this is your special day, I came to honor you. And he's just pouring out love on me and I'm just becoming undone. And he says this to me, he says, Megan, don't ever lose this place. Being in the center of my love. You always live from this place. Knowing that you are loved knowing that you are loved. He says, sure, there'll be more revelation and there'll be things that are required of you, but never forget this place. And it was the love that compelled Mary. It was the love That had Mary sit at Jesus' feet. It was the love that caused her to stay there and not want to leave. It was the love that she knew that caused him to call for Jesus to come. And it was love that had Jesus show up there. It was love that called Mary by name that caused her to come running. It was love that Jesus, that caused Jesus to have compassion and weep with her. It was love that caused Lazarus, called Lazarus from the grave. It was love. And, and it was because of that love that you found Mary at Jesus' feet pouring everything that she had, doing everything that she could do to honor him. But it was because of his love first. It was love in the garden of Gethsemane where Jesus says, if there's any other way. But it was love that had him stand up and face the cross. It was love that had him hang on the cross. It was love that had him say it's finished. It was love that sent him to the grave and to defeat hell. And it was love that he rose again. It was all love. And I just felt like in this time that God is wanting you to experience His love deeper than you've ever experienced it before. And as I was praying this morning, I felt like there was someone that would say this, I've never actually known love ever. I've never actually known even what human love feels like. I don't even know what that feels like. Because I've been rejected by so many. And I want you to know he's speaking to you today. And then there's some that just the cares of life just walked away. And I want you to hear the same words that he was speaking to me. Please don't ever leave this place. That you would live from my love. And then those that he's wanting to release a greater measure, a deeper measure, that you would know his love deeper than you've ever known it before. And he's wanting to fill all those areas. This Easter, as we're honoring him and thanking him for the price that was paid and the life that was raised again, he's wanting to pour out more gifts on you because it's his love. It's what he does. And I preached a sermon a couple of weeks ago saying all he requires is your yes. And I hear those same words this morning in my spirit. All I require is your yes. I just want to lavishly pour my love out on you. All I require is your yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. So in these moments right now, sitting around wherever you are, you just whisper, yes, God. I wanna know more of your love. Or for some it's, I just wanna know your love. And the Father will fill you with his love, with his incredible love. he loved us first it wasn't anything that we had to do it was because he loved us first i want to read one last scripture to you and it's from john 17 and and before jesus left this earth he prayed a prayer over the disciples he prayed to his father about the disciples and then he prayed for you This is so incredible. Jesus, while he was here on this earth, prayed over you. And I'm going to read this. John 17, verse 20. And I ask not only for these disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through this message. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given them so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you have sent me for they will see that you love each one of them. Jesus prayed that you would see that the Father loves you. That you love them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Father, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given to me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my full glory, the very splendor you have placed upon me because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. You are my righteous father, but the unbelieving world has never known you in the perfect way that I know you. And all those who believe in me also know that you have sent me. I have revealed revealed to them who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them, even as I live in them. Be blessed.